This podcast is brought to you by the Benny Mac Network. Check out www.facebook.com slash the Benny Mac Network. Hello and welcome to the Benny Mac Podcast. Thank you very much for hitting the download button. Just for those of you who don't know what the podcast is about, I get guys on, well, guys and girls on, and talk about their passions. Uh, so my latest guest was Sam Beddows from Freak Zone Games. I've got part two of that coming up uh, in the middle of this podcast. Uh, but yeah, getting people on and talking about their passions and stories and just hopefully, you know, got some good guests lined up and talking to people. Um, this Saturday night, just gone, I attended a uh, charity event, which is fantastic in Hereford. It was for the uh, Children's Hospital, because for some reason they only get so much funded. I have no idea why, but it's a great cause anyway. So, um, great cause. At, uh, um, I ended up being called in kind of last minute, um, did some DJing for him. Uh, just play some music in his vault and they had a girl there by the name of Sophie um, great singer, 19 years old and fantastic and her younger sister was performing as well, I think she was like 13 and she's fantastic as well so both uh, stars in the future um, quite funny is actually I met a guy there that I uh, hadn't seen since, oh god it must be about 10 years to be totally honest, if not maybe a bit less and it turns out that he's the boyfriend of the said singer so um she may be uh, making an appearance on the podcast at a later date. Yeah, so uh, like I said, it was for a charity event. So yeah, um, that last uh, last we heard, they uh, they haven't got all the stuff in from the auctions yet. There's some cracking stuff there. Actually, had a Man United football signed by the Man United players and everything. It was fantastic. But last uh, count, I think it was something like three grand. They're still waiting for some money to come in. So they raised a hell of a lot of money. And the guy organised it, Stacey. His name is. Um, I may get him on a future podcast if he's up for it. And, he does loads of stuff for charity. He's doing a big thing this year where he wants to uh, raise. I think their target is ten grand. I mean, so at the moment it stands at three grand. So that you know, they're getting there. So um, get him on at some point, and he can tell you more about it. But yeah, um, biggest news for the Benny Mac podcast, uh, release for me anyway. So guys who are aware of this podcast, listen to it either via Spreaker or SoundCloud or through my Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash the Benny Mac Network. Uh, facebook.com forward slash the Benny Mac Network uh, is now uh, this podcast is now available on iTunes which is uh, another platform for me which is fantastic for me anyway something I've been looking forward to got excited when I saw it finally pop up it was fantastic <laughs> but yeah it's cool um, also on the other side of that um, I'm building a website as well in order for the podcast to get a bigger audience and everything so yeah um uh, as I sit here recording this, it's Saturday night. It's uh, hitting my clock in the background. It's uh, nearly nine o'clock. So late night last night. Didn't get in until I think we got back mm, one o'clock in the morning. So a bit of a late night, but it's for charity and it was good fun. So um, yeah, so definitely look out for the website. I keep me informed about that anyway. Uh, I've got some guests lined up. Like I said, um, uh, I'm not going to spoil the guests. Actually, I've got some um, um, possible radio DJs. Uh, and um, some singer, like I said, Sophie, and a drama student from Worcester at some point as well, which is good. So, if you're interested in drama or something, you know. So, but the, the, that's what I'm trying to get across now. The, the podcast is I'm trying to sort of cover different subjects. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of other stuff. You know, like wrestling and uh, I love the paranormal stuff as well, ghost stories and stuff. Now, I'm kind of open-minded about it. I'm not sure which side of the fence I'm on with that kind of stuff. But the stories sometimes when you listen to people, uh, they're um, very, you know, very hard to not believe what the person's telling you sometimes if that makes any sense to the guy or a woman can stand there and tell you a story and you can see it in their eyes if they believe it, you know. So anyway, 
enough for me. I, I will ramble, by the way, as you if you tune into the last podcast with Sam, me and Sam, me and Sam are friends from school, so we rambled on, which is all good. Um, but yeah, uh, oh, you can also follow me on Twitter as well at Benny Mac. It's uh, Benny is three N's. It's B E triple N Y M A C K. Uh, followers are getting up on that as well. But like I said, I really want to uh, link these social media things into a website eventually, which I'm. Um, a couple of days ago, I was looking at different ways of doing it, and uh, I've just started building it and trying to figure out what I want to do because I also do videos as well. So, um, you know, um, got like, some support. Uh, my first episode, if you listen to it, was um, I mean, like, so you can tell the difference straight away the contrast of episodes. The first episode was a former manager from Red Marley FC, and the second episode is a g- indie game maker who um, his first yeah, he's got a new game just come out, which he talks about in, in this. Uh, second part of the interview which at the time when we recorded it wasn't out but it is out now and I understand it's doing very well especially with like the 8-bit games the old school um, it's in a couple of reviews on the game already um, 7 out of 10s 8 out of 10s 9 out of 10s um, uh, I did see one 10 out of 10 as well so uh, but it's been good games and I've been, pl- I've been playing his game um, uh, Manos uh, which is um, based on a old film and I was uh, he sent me a Sam sent me the link and I was watching it in his uh I forget the name now. I should have looked it up. Really, it was on YouTube. Um, I'm sure he'll correct me at some point. So, um, but yeah, that's enough of me rambling. I think anyway. But yeah, this is the Benny Mac podcast. Uh, so third episode in. So like I said, the first part we were rambling about <laughs> games and consoles and stuff. So it was really cool, and some of the stuff uh, you know I didn't know about, and it was very good. So anyway, part two we cover more about his website, his uh, games, his release, how he got involved with Screw Attack. And uh, in sort of the angry video gamer nerd, for those who know who that is, um, yeah, and check Sam's website out at freakzonegames.com. Freakzonegames.com. Right, so uh, welcome back to the Benny Mac podcast. This is the part two with uh, Sam Freakzone. Sam Freakzone Benos. Freakzone Benos. How's it going? Well, um, when we talk, we ended up going on a rant in part one about games. Well, mm. I say rant, we, um, are you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's absolutely quality because uh, it was great just to talk to somebody else about games, to be totally honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know stuff that I don't, and you probably know everything I do, to be totally honest. I know. So, <laughs> yeah. I that. Um, for this uh, next part, though, I wanted to get into, so your like, first commercial game. We already mm-hmm. talked about Kalgaboo, but yeah. your first, what you consider your first, maybe. True, you know, yeah. um, That'd be Adventure. Awesome Land. Awesome Land. Oh, Awesome. awesome yes. and I was going to say Adventure Land, then that's not right, yeah, is it? It's close. Awesome, awesome, awesome Land, land. sorry. Yeah, yeah, on awesome uh, land. iPhone and Android, yeah. Uh, that's a platform game. Um, I see I see it's I see you put on the thing it's like inspired by Mario. It's a Mario tribute. It's oh, it's a, a Mario massive tribute. Massive Mario okay. tribute. I don't know if you ever see, saw a PS3 game called 3D Dot Game Heroes. <clears throat> 3D Dot Game Heroes was like a massive Zelda tribute, but with like cool pixels and stuff like that, all in 3D. It was by um, the guys from Software, the guys that do Dark Souls. Oh, okay. Um, legendary developer. I think they're incredible. Uh, but I was like, I just wanted to kind of do the 3D Dot Game Heroes of Super Mario, you know. It was like a Mario tribute and, and, and easily recognizable as one. So, so with the idea of that then, was it a case of like you just kind of sat down I don't know, playing playing Mario, or was it a case of do you know what I want to make this? Was there a story behind it? Or is there like, is there when you think of a game, then do you sort of think of a character and sort of develop it, or is it more of a case of? Well, in the case of uh, Awesome Land, um, I wanted to, you know, I'd done Cowgo Boom, I'd done the Touch the Cows, I make them explode game to prove that again. So I was like, right, okay, I want to do a proper game now. 
I said, well, what do I want on mobile? You know, and everybody, I, I want Mario on mobile. Everyone wants Mario on mobile. Everybody doesn't mind mobile touchscreens, you know? Yeah. They want Mario, and uh, you're never going to get Mario on mobile. Actually, there's been some news that you probably will now, but, <laughs> um, you know, at the time, you weren't. And um, and I was like, so, and I'd always wanted to make a kind of Mario fan game, you know? And when I was doing games... Uh, on the side, I was making fan games all the time. You know, oh, yeah, we heard about the Sonic Mario. versus Mario. Yeah, thing, exactly. So. Yeah, Mario versus Sonic, that kind of thing. And um, so with this one, I was like, uh, the thing is, there were Mario alikes, so to call them. And on uh, on iPhone, there was one called Lep's World, where you're a little leprechaun and things like that. But they never quite felt like Mario. They looked like Mario. Uh, but the control, didn't feel the controls like for these Mario copies or never quite like you said felt the yeah. same with the controller and so and... with Awesome Land my thing was like it was a tribute to the first Super Mario and not like the way the character designs were in the drawings but the way it looked and felt in the game and so the first Mario has this really like nice feel to it in my some people say it's too slippy controlling these days I think it feels great because you can just flow through the stages if you know how to do them in the first Super Mario. There's like a certain a certain slide to his movement. There's an acceleration and a deceleration, and there's just the right amount of gravity. I, I, I used to be quite good at it. Um, obviously, it's not the original, but I downloaded an emulator about oh, yeah. a year ago, and I started playing it. I couldn't even get past it. So I sucked <laughs> at it. I was like, "What the hell?" Then after sort of like twenty minutes, it started to come back to yeah. me. I was like, oh, cool. I think you get used to the more. Um, the more rigid controls of uh, more modern platformers and so yeah going back to it you kind of slip and slide around a little bit but uh, you know once you when, when you're used to that you, you can really that kind of you sonic work style for thing. you almost <laughs> yeah kind of kind of like sonic where you can do or like the uh, you know the the later the faster sonic games where you can just kind of yeah you just flow through the stages with no stopping you know and you can turn around and so without it without ever feeling like you ever actually stop and and that was cool. And so with Awesome Land, it was like I want to make a kind of a Mario. That's uh, not clone. Yeah, I suppose it was less less less. Uh, you know, call a spade a spade. Awesome Land was kind of a Mario clone, but it was trying a tri- to a tribute. A tribute. Yeah, but it was so. trying to pay tribute to the way Mario felt. Not you know, not not to not, so, yeah. not the Leps World thing where people basically go on the abstract and go, Hey, it looks like Mario. I'll get it. I was looking for Mario. It's more I want the people that remembered Mario one to play it and get that feel. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And uh, my, I was like, do you know, I'd seen somebody had done a picture somewhere where it was an old sprite, but they textured it uh, to to look like a real skin and everything. So it looked like this man made out of blocks. And I was like, what do I do a whole game like that? And so I got this <laughs> this character I designed who was a biker called Manly, and he's got pink spiky hair and a leather jacket. And uh, his sprite is very similar to the Mario One sprite. I mean, some people. Um, so uh, they they thought that I'd actually ripped the sprite, which I hadn't. I'd intentionally used the same art style, the same way of drawing a mustache, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yeah, yeah. as you had with the original. But it was not ripped. It was intentionally uh, made to look like it, but different. Uh, but obviously, you know, I've got some regrets in that because some people felt that it was, uh, you know, too close. And uh, you know, you live, you so, learn. Right? So, so, well, to be fair, well, on the last podcast, you know, opinions are people's opinions at the end of the day. Yeah. So you know, you know how you wanted it. Um, I'm sure plenty of people took it for what it was and loved yeah. it, and so you know they're all, it's the internet man. It's, yeah. it's quite easy to sit down a keyboard and go. No, no, you make one. <laughs> yeah, but you got you got to pick and choose your your feedback though, because some stuff is you know some of the stuff people have said have made my later games way better because I listened yeah. to what they said. I'm not saying feedback yeah. isn't good. I'm just saying there are you got to pick and choose. You know, your yeah, feedback, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, definitely. There's always your uh, negative people on that. You know, yeah. uh, even with this kind of stuff. So, but yeah. see, Manly, the character was um, because he uh, he was supposed to look like the Mario sprite, uh, but 
and yet be a completely different looking character if you got sort of a drawing of the two of them together. So it was this big burly biker guy, but his sprite looked like the Mario one. And the point is he had texture. So like this pixels <laughs> for his hair looked like, had like a hair texture. Yeah. And uh, the pixels for his skin had a skin texture, but it was still, so it was like these textured pixels and the backgrounds had the same, the enemies had the same. And it was, a, I thought it was a pretty cool game and it did quite well for me. Uh, you know, for, for a, a start it did, you know, it got me, uh, got me started and it, Showed me that I could make games, and it got me to take it seriously for the next one. So at this point, then you've made awesome. No, yeah, good awesome work. land. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to say Adventureland again. I read it up earlier. I keep saying that. I don't know why. I, yeah, I wish I'd made Adventure Time. I'd be well proud. <laughs> so at this point, you're still making games. I'm guessing you're still working a day job. Yeah, I was doing graphic design work on uh, um, um, freelance. And oh, so you're still, you're still quite. Well, I was living with my folks, and so. I didn't have to bring in, you know, a full-sized wage every mm. month. It, just enough to pay the, the pay my keep and uh, keep myself above water at the time, you know. So, but the, the graphic design was, I was trying to build my graphic design up enough to uh, to, to, to be able to yeah. make that. Yeah. If you see what I mean, um, and it wasn't going anywhere. So I thought the games would have been a good side thing for it. And my passion has always been games, and I thought oh, it would be cool if we could do a side project, which was my games. Graphic design was the thing where it was like. Uh, I never had a passion for it, but I liked it, and I was like, Considering I could you haven't got manage a passion it. for it. You're a fantastic artist, and I'm going to say that now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so. Cheers. Thanks for my, you know, I'm not going to be able to fit back at, fit out the door after we've done this podcast. <laughs> no, My no. head's going to be. Oh, well. um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it was graphic design and web web design because building websites for people is it it pays quite well if you get the right people, and you know, yeah. at the time I could do it quite. Uh, I could do it quite cheap compared to everybody else and still make money, you know. But um, after that, I was like, uh, yeah, with the, with the way Awesome Land did, I was like, I could do this more and the website's less. You know, the idea was <laughs> this would become the main thing in the website. And uh, so I was like, what can I do? So Awesome Land, it, being that it was a tribute to Mario and Mario exists and people like Mario, it kind of had something to do bounce off of you know what I mean it had a yeah. springboard like it was standing on the shoulders of giants in a way did you have any issues with like obviously it's no, not Mario but you know no because I think it's you know there's things like tribute and parody and fair use and stuff like that and uh, it was a you know it was quite a parody and I made it wasn't an exact copy of Mario it was a platformer you know there wasn't coins to collect Instead of uh, jumping up and hitting blocks from underneath, you hit them from above with Manly's um, new me- uh, new rock boots because <laughs> it made it, you know you would land on them and break them with your feet, and so it was different enough to be a parody. It wasn't like these Mario clones, really. That's why I hesitate to actually use the term clone because yeah. it was intentionally quite different, but it had you know intentional tributes in there yeah, as well. well yeah. But the point is, it got people's attention and it did relatively well. Um, so from there, it's like, well, I've got the the thing that pays tribute to Mario. So what do I do now? What do I love? And so I got this friend, Chris, and a uh, very, very funny guy. And uh, I went to college with him. And I still hang out with him now. Um, and what we used to do a lot in the evenings after college is we'd go over to my place and we would put on the worst movies we could find. We would buy movies from the pound shop. I mean, sets of, you know, you'd get a set of four movies from the pound <laughs> shop. Meaning, you know, these directors had deemed their movies worth 25p. 
you know, and we would watch those and just make fun of the worst movies you could find. And then we started watching this show called Mystery Science Theatre 3000. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Oh, you've heard of it? I've never so seen they, it. So uh, for anybody that hasn't heard of it, it's a show where they just put on really, really terrible, cheesy old movies. And this guy and his two friend, two robot friends, they are, they are just puppets. They have the, they silhouette them against the film and they do commentary over the movie. They make fun of it, add jokes, etc. Uh, and it's great yeah. fun. And so you can see some of the worst films of all time through that show, but have them really, really entertaining uh, by having this commentary, commentary over the top. Over it, yeah, and I have. I having. I think. I think I have now. You've, now you sort of yeah, refreshed my memory. I think I have seen a couple. It's uh, great. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, it's, it's genius, you know. And, and we, we watched this. Uh, we, we started watching this, and there was just a movie on there called Manos: The Hands of Fate. Which leads into your second. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that movie was. <laughs> it is an absolute disaster. It's the worst movie. Uh, the, you know, you could say Tommy Wiseau's The Room. You could say the Plan Nine from Outer Space. Whatever. But Manos is so bad, it's kind of cute. You know, you go, oh, you tried to make a movie. Oh, you know, oh, we'll put it on the fridge with the others. You know, it's it, it's almost adorable. You can see the clapperboard, and you can see the people trying to fix it. You can see that the guy can barely hold a camera. It's adorable. I've been, well, I've only seen like a glimpse of it. I will admit, and like I think it's blatantly obvious. There's stock footage in there as well. Yeah, the guy <laughs> uh, shoots a, a stock footage of a snake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, and I was like, uh, and we used to joke about this, and Chris and I used to come up with ideas for games just for a bit of a laugh, you know, stuff that would maybe eventually get made, maybe not, I don't know, and Chris mm. used to come up with ideas with me, and we'd write, come up with stories for games and stuff, and we used to just laugh. Could you imagine making a game of Manos? Imagine what that would be like. You know, I went through ideas, could it be a point-and-click adventure, what would it be? <laughs> And uh, the one day I was just... Sword style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the one day I was just... I think I was watching Manus or reading about it or something. It was like, it's public domain. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, he never put a copyright on it. Supposedly... That's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. Put, well, the guy was so... I don't give a shit whether you put this on <laughs> <Yes>. YouTube. <laughs> the director, Hal Warren, he was so incompetent that he forgot. He just forgot. Um, the, the, apparently the story is that he he wrote a script called Fingers of Fate. Okay, yeah, that yeah. sounds kind of dodgy, right? But, uh, <laughs> he wrote a script called F Fingers of Fate, and he um, when he shot it as a movie, they changed the name. And uh, this same thing happened to um, George Romero with the uh, Night of the Living Dead. In that, oh, you if you, know that, yeah, back before the before something like nineteen seventy something, um, the rule the, the law was you would have to either have a copyright notice on the film itself, on the title card, or you'd have to have a script by the same name with a copyright notice on it. So he changed the name from the script, which he had put a copyright on, and neglected to put a copyright notice in the film, which essentially renders the film completely public domain, and all of its content and characters, etc., etc. Um, the same happened with yeah, Night of the Living Dead, which is why there are so many zombie movies because you you're not ripping off George Romero because you're just taking from something public domain, uh -huh. um, and that happened with my house. And I was like, I we could do this, so I could totally make this game. <laughs> and I sat down with Chris and we threw some ideas around. And what I settled on in the end, I'd been watching Angry Video Game Nerd, funny really? enough, which is for the people listening that haven't seen it, it's a YouTube series with a guy in his sort of in his mid twenties. American guy, he um, 
play, he looks at the old Super Nintendo, oh, no, not even Super Nintendo, so the old Nintendo yeah, games, the NES games, the worst of the worst, the ones that you remember growing up with, you remember getting and hating or getting and not understanding why it was so bad because they, you know, you, you'd license Freddy Krueger or something and put out a piece of crap game because the kids will buy it. They want to see Freddy Krueger and they can't watch the movie because it's 18. <laughs> You know, and uh, he would uh, just review those uh, films. But when I say review, not take it part bit by bit, but just lambast it with the all filthiest, the, all the bad bits and yeah, yeah. The worst language you could think of, just stringing together, just 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 profanity. Well, this is this is weirdly how we sort of reconnected actually yeah. to a certain degree is the ABGM because like, like for the nerd, yeah. yeah, because it was just a case of um, my what was it. It must have been 05 or 06. It must have been, so somewhere around that time mm-hmm. that I discovered him, it must have been 06 maybe, because yeah. I think that's when he started. Yeah, I think it was around So, so yeah, yeah, I think it may have been late 06. And what it was, actually, it, I, I, there was this point in time, internet, you know, most people had internet in freaking 90s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, my family didn't really have internet until like 2000, <laughs> 2001, 2002, whatever. And then we didn't really have it, you know, and then we had it fully, sort of, I think. I don't know what happened, to be totally honest, but long story short, YouTube, whoa, you start watching yeah, yeah, videos. Yeah. And before you know, oh, suggested video, suggested video, suggested video. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I came across a angry nerd, but it was like a German kid <laughs> screaming at the screen. And I, uh, they screamed, I know the one, the one that slams his keyboard going, I'm just there, I have to. Scheiser and whatever. Ironically, one of the suggested videos was ABGM, but it was called like, it was the angry Nintendo nerd. The angry Nintendo nerd to begin with. And I was like, huh. Click, and then from there, I discovered obviously a Cinemassacre. Eventually, yeah. discovered the website, and I've just been like a fan ever since. It's and like, great stuff. I, apart from maybe last couple, last couple of months, I've not seen his new stuff. But you know, I was following all the way up to when he started production of the movie and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was just really random. Just got a yeah. bit of a tangent there. Anyway, we'll no, talk about is. your game. Though. Well, it was, it was, it was. It's a great channel, you know. And uh, see, so we, we were watching Angry Video Game Nerd, and it was like, it was the way they adapted the movies into games on it it was this the, the logic Back that, to the Future comes to mind yeah it? Back to the Future uh, Friday the 13th games like that they would say hey we've got to make a game of this movie but uh, you know it, it, back then games were very limited in what you could have they were usually platform games or top down games you know side scrolling yeah, platform games usually much. were the licensed ones and um, and it was like how do you turn Back to the Future into a side scrolling platformer or, or, or a top down game how do you do that you know what, what, what are the action set pieces in the movie there's some driving, some fast driving, and I think the the most intense action sequence in Back to the Future is an old man trying to plug plug into a socket on a <laughs> clock, isn't it? Yeah, it, it makes it sound quite bad. Actually, it does, he, but... he's up on like a big tower. Oh, it's clock. incredible! It's not, it's not a grandfather clock in the living room trying to plug it back in. It's just yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that, you know, right. a, it's a whole different story. How the you know the fact is that Back to the Future has built it up so well and got <laughs> such great characters that you can find an old man trying to plug something into a socket <laughs> incredibly exciting and, and be on the edge of your seat. You know, that's that's it's, testament it's to how brilliant the, the film, film really. To be yeah. honest. But it's that's testament to how brilliant that film is, you know. But the point is, you can't make that into a game, you know. Or press B to plug the thing in the socket. It, it doesn't work. I believe you got to collect clocks. And- yeah, so they would do things like, what's well, Back to the Future? Time. Collect clocks. That's time. Done. Next. Yeah, well, Marty uses a skateboard. The skateboard in the whole game. Oh, he, uh, his, uh, so when he goes back to the past, the girl who will become his mother 
has the hearts for him and he has to avoid it. Okay, mini game where you have to avoid hearts that she shoots at you. You know, that's how it works. And um, it's slightly better they'd have, um, you know, Friday the 13th was a bit better. And, but the, there's often bits from the movies. There was, a, there was a Star Wars game that he reviewed where Darth Vader turns into a scorpion. Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> it's a Japanese Star Wars game. But, uh, but they, and often they've seen things in the movie and gone, that'll do for an enemy. Another one was uh, Home Alone, for example. You know, Home Alone 2, rather. That movie's in a hotel. So they were like, oh, hey, it's a level, it's a hotel. What would you find in a hotel? I don't know, suitcases. Okay, suitcases that attack you. Lampshades that attack you. The guy throws keys. Uh, is it, you know, and so I was like, <laughs> Manos can't be made into a game sort of as a platformer. You know, it, it can't work that way, it, it, you know, just or straight up. So it's like, but in that style it could because... Well, what happens? There's a bit with a snake. Okay, the game is full of enemy snakes. <laughs> yeah. He has a revolver that he pulls out at one point and fires at a snake and once at uh, this, this villain guy. Okay, so that's your main weapon. You know, and then we had things like uh, there's, a, there's, a creepy, there's a shot of a creepy-looking fireplace with some uh, statues on it. So that, that's a boss. The fireplace comes to life and is a boss. You know? So it worked, you know, and we were able to make a game out of that. And uh, I say we because Chris uh, put in a lot of ideas and that. And, he, you know, he got due credit. And, uh, and uh, you know, we, uh, we, we do each other a lot of favors in, 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 in ways like that, you know. So I make sure that he gets his due. But, so I sat down for a couple of months to um, actually put in the game together. And every now and then me and Chris would meet up and he'd throw in an idea. And he had some pretty, pretty great ideas. So he's almost like your alpha tester or beta tester. Yeah, in a way. But he yeah. just little ideas of how to adapt things from the movie as well. An example, my favorite part in the game was Chris's idea. Uh, there's a section in this. So there's in the movie, <laughs> it's about um, <clears throat> a creepy cult. There's a man called The Master. And he's sort of godlike, and he lives in a tomb, and he's got like a cloak with giant red hands so on Dr. it. Doctor Who's been yeah, on and that. he like yeah, and he like <laughs> worships uh, yeah, it's the master. Yeah. <laughs> he he like worships this uh, non-specific deity called uh, that they call Manos, and the idea is it's like hand themed. It must be the god of hands or something. They got hands on everything in the movie. And uh, he takes people as their wives, as his wives, and, uh, you know, they, they recruit people into cults uh, kind of thing. And he has this, um, this is caretaker that looks after this, this lodge while the master is in his slumber. He's called Torgo, and he's the kind of Igor, the sort of deformed psychic that kind of wobbles around. Like, yes, master, you know, and Torgo's <laughs> like, I am Torgo. I take care of the place while the master is away. And he's got... It's supposed to his legs are supposed to look like sort of goat legs, but it just looks like he has huge knees. <laughs> um, and um, so really? towards the end of the movie, <clears throat> the master is all, "You have failed us, Torgo. For this, you must die." And he grabs Torgo by the wrist and he forces his hand into a flame, and the flame somehow like disconnects his hand from his body, like he like burns it off somehow and then you have this, 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 this like spark and this explosion from the fire and then the master is holding this flaming hand whereas a, a torgo missing a hand runs off with a, like a flaming stump in the other direction it's completely illogical makes no sense <laughs> so Chris gave me this idea now in the game we have this comes up in text it says you have failed as torgo as the text comes up you know letter by letter so you have failed as torgo for this you must die this little sprite of the master he pushes torgo towards the fire and then a little hand, like, just jumps off the screen, like a, like, boop, boop, just jumps off the screen <laughs> like a dead enemy. In, um, and it looks so perfect. And, it, and I think that, that the Chris just 
with that idea he captured it perfectly the way games were then the way they adapted movies etc i think it summed the whole thing up in that one little shot of the hand um but you know it was a great laugh manos and uh, it's uh, it's coming to pc soon uh, with some extra features coming to steam as manos director's cut you add in some you add in new features yeah we've got it? some uh, pixel art that's been done for little cutscenes and things like that it's going to cool. be pretty cool and it comes out real soon like real soon yeah mm. excellent man that's well a little plug there for you yeah that's excellent so I mean you said that took months so how long did Manus like, as an overall project mm-hmm. is it was it two months four I months I think it was months? about three or yeah three or four there's so, so a lot of you know are we, are we talking long days or uh, yeah there were some long days but um, the thing is a lot of it was worked on top of stuff that came from Awesome Land you know and it was also done in Fusion which uh, makes the games quite quick because <clears throat> there, there's little coding involved you know there's less control that's why I use Unity encoding now but it was good for making games quickly and so it was about yeah th- I think it was about three months um, it did again it did quite well and the cool thing about that was uh we were able to put, uh, you know, the, put it on Twitter and Tumblr and screenshots of the game and previews. And then all the people that were fans of bad movies or Mystery Science Theater, they were all like, oh, my God, this exists. <laughs> Someone made a game of Manos. What? And it was exactly what we were going for. You know, it was the, sh- the craziest idea. You know, we wanted people to just see and go, how does this, how is this a thing? <laughs> and, uh, so, and it, yeah, and it did, it made a name for Freak Zone. You know, it did a lot better than Awesome Land. And it really did make a game, name for Freak Zone games. And uh, that got me started. So you get other people, other eyes in fire, so Manos then, yeah. so people can see your other stuff. So, I mean, yeah. you know. Well, now I'm now in contact with um, most of the surviving actors from the movie. <laughs> no way. Who, uh, yeah, and they love the game. There's some footage of one of, the, one of the actresses from the movie playing the game. There's like a let's play. And uh, so it's, it's the official game of Manos now, pretty much. And um, we've, you know, I've even thought about, I don't know if it'll, like, we'll ever get around to it because I've got so much else I've got to work on. But, um, you know, I've even thought about doing some kind of sequel where I actually bring in some of the actors to do some voices, you know. Oh, mate, that'd be, do you know what? That'd be absolutely brilliant. That'd be <laughs> absolutely brilliant. It'd be, it'd be fun. So with the, obviously, one thing I want to know about anyway, because I'm like, you know, I'm a big fan like we just covered a second ago. Uh, the, main the main event yeah. it's not the main event so we're going to jump and shoot I want to know what's going on with that as yeah, well you know, true, jump and shoot's coming out as well yeah jump and shoot I, I love the uh, just for quickly while I'm here I love the um, I'm not blowing smoke too much smoke over <laughs> <to you. laughs> but um, the uh, the arcade uh, oh the arcade, the arcade cabinet, cabinet, the cabinet yeah is, that was at PAX and South uh, by Southwest yeah. how did it do uh, it seems it did alright I've only just talked to the guys at Screw Attack just before I came to meet you about it and they you know, give me a recap it seems it did pretty well and, uh, yeah. we're going to have some footage and so I think we're putting up a trailer which will actually have footage of the people that are playing it and their responses to it and stuff. Excellent. so I'm looking forward Excellent. to seeing that so I that's one of, yeah, we'll get to that <laughs> yeah we'll get to, <laughs> we'll get to, yeah. get to that one um, but uh, ABGN then so was it a case of I think I know this but was it a case of Screw Attack saw Manos, or was it a case of you went, do you know what, I could do something with this? A bit of both, actually. Um, the funny thing was, um, so I'd been tweeting a lot, I should make the Angry Video Game Nerd game. Because the thing about Manos was the whole time, the, the whole time with Manos, uh, you, we were trying to make something good out of something bad. If that makes sense. Uh, I, used, I, was, I was referring to it as the grind house of video games. And uh, I remember when... Um, Tarantino and Rodriguez got together and made like a double feature film which was sort of celebrating bad 
uh, like uh, grindhouse films, but making good movies that kind of celebrated them, using all the tropes from them and somehow making it good. And I was like, well, Manos is re- referencing all these bad movies because of, not sorry, these bad movies and bad games. There was also there references to other bad movies in Manos. Yeah. There is, uh, you know, there's Robot Monster in there. There's the, every enemy in the game is named after a famously bad movie. For example, you know, you've got <laughs> okay. the Killer Shrews, the Green Slime, the Crawling Hand. Every single enemy is named after a, a terrible movie. Um, there's even bosses from other bad movies, and uh, yeah, um, and so it's it's a celebration of badness, but hopefully in something good because you can't make a crap game and have people <laughs> play it you know so it's it had kind to of be good it defeats the object of a game yeah. and I felt like I got something of a knack for that I mean by with Manos in my opinion I felt like it did pretty well and you know whether the, the player thinks that or not is up to them but I felt I'd done it pretty well and uh, a few people on the internet did as well you know some some reviews were quite good there was one really bad one from Touch Arcade they hated it but uh, you know, again, I took away some of the feedback with that and, you know, brought that with me for Take the, future games. Yeah, yeah, see how you can build on it. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. a good way of looking at it, to be totally honest. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's the best way, really. You know, your bad reviews are the ones you should seek out because I'll show you how to get better. Um, but because um, the, 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 we've done that, I was the whole time, I think it was about halfway through making the game, and I was like, all this... Like, and it was proper NES style Manos as well. You know, I'd used only the colors that the Nintendo could do, and I tried to limit myself to some of the limits that the, the original Nintendo had as well. So almost like, like, yeah. Like, you can do three colors per tile. And th- I tried to mostly limit myself so it really felt like a NES game, as if they'd made a game of Manos in I, the I 80s. Love the, I, I love the cover for Manos. Well. <laughs> Cheers. It's, it's um, that whole style sort of. Yeah, it uh, uses the italicized it, you know, yeah. font going up on a slope and on a slant and all that. Yeah, cheers, man. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, yeah, we tried to capture the NES things good. And I was like, well, if I can make something good out of celebrating badness, what else is good to celebrate badness? I just, I just thought of AVGN, and I'd been watching it so much to get ideas for Manos. I was like, I should just make the game of this. It would work, and we'd do it like this, you know, just celebrate yeah. the bad stuff with good stuff. And um, I thought, well, and I was trying to promote Manos, and I'd gotten a lot of people contacting me saying, hey, you're going to do a PC version. So I did a PC version real quick. It was just a quick port. So it's not the, and it's, you can't get it currently, but it will be up, you know, when the director's cut us out, they'll be able to get that version for PC now. But I wanted to promote the PC version, and I was like, well, where's the best place to promote a really retro game? And I was like, oh, my boys at Screw Attack, right? You so know, did you have a working relationship with them already? Not yet, no. no, no. I'd okay. say my boys at Screw Attack because I was a big fan and yeah, I loved yeah. those guys. I thought Screw Attack's quality as well. Oh, so. great, great, great. Great site, great people. And so I contacted them and uh, just like, oh, how much would it cost uh, to buy some advertising on your site? And I got a response from this Craig Schizimus, stuttering Craig himself, just saying, hey, hey man, uh, you know, you don't need to buy some advertisement. Uh, you know, you're an indie developer. We'll do your review. You know, tell us about the game. Send us some, send, send me some music and put, I'll do your review. And he liked the game. He did a video review of it. He really enjoyed it. And, Dude, uh, I'm going to be seeking it out when I, when I get to Yeah, they did, they did a video review on Screw Attack and they liked it. And uh, I think it was because an indie developer that, that specialized in retro stuff like that had contacted him directly. He just went, hey, if you ever want to work on, it, on something with us, feel free. And I kind of went, don't screw attack don't screw attack publish AVGN yeah, yeah. this is what I wanted to do I wanted to do that game and I knew that AVGN is crazy popular on YouTube as well so it oh, would do well it's still popular now it's, uh, oh the, yeah the I mean he's done a movie now well yeah that, which I haven't seen yet <coughs> which I am yeah. not seeing it's, it's great it's great the Blu-ray's over there um, probably signed as well 
it's 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 not signed because I I purchased the Blu-ray legit uh, to support them, but we do have the signed poster, which is cool. That's, I, yeah, you show me it. It's a very yeah. cool one. I'm so nerding out right now. And no <laughs> pun intended there. But That's cool. I, you know, Thank you. I, I, I'd like to meet that guy at some point, man. Yeah, he's he's quite, it's hard it's hard to meet him. I, mean, I barely get to speak to him myself. He's so busy. All <laughs> if the time. you did the well, come to that but we might segue a second because um, yeah. you said you did a little bit some stuff for the actual film itself as well didn't you yes yeah yeah I supplied some of the um, so, so, they, I'm credited as visual effects but basically when the nerd plays some uh, some uh, bad games in the movie he, he couldn't really use Atari games and stuff other people's property so uh, I built some some like quick uh, bad games for him to play <laughs> so there's about I think it's about four games that I did very very basic ones that are that he's recorded and used as games in the movie. Um, Three of them are like like gameplay, and the other one is a title screen that I did, which features Manly from Awesome Land uh, fighting off laser dinosaurs with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I was like, um, don't screw attack, publish, angry video game nerd, or at least they did at some point. And yeah. uh, you always see it on the titles, like, you know. Yeah, and so I said to them, "Well, I had a few ideas for something I could do with Cinemassacre, but I haven't been able to contact them because I had tried to email them and everything like that. Yeah. I even attempted. I thought maybe I could do like a Twitter campaign, like because uh, there was that guy, the nostalgia critic, who got in with yeah, the yeah, nerd yeah. by making constant videos calling him out, and yeah, so his yeah, fans yeah, contacted the nerd, and it brought them together. I even thought maybe we could do something like that, but I was nowhere near popular enough to do that, you know. And um, they did a little face-off in a cafe or something, didn't they? Or yeah, yeah, they actually. Yeah, if I remember right. And then they ended up making some stuff together, and yeah, he's got a cameo in the movie. They did a, they, they did a couple of reviews together, but they had this like rivalry thing where they fought each other and they had that final battle and things. I've just remembered something <clears throat> that maybe you may know. I I'll be surprised. Well, I, I may know it and you might not. There's a fil- indie film. If you call it indie film, there's a. A film on YouTube, I think it still exists. Mm-hmm. And it's a fairly decent film. I mean, take out the cheesy effects. The yeah. story's not too bad. I don't mind cheesy effects. No, no, no. Return of the Ghostbusters. Uh, no, I haven't, but no. I'm already um, interested. The nerd is does a cameo in that. Oh, great. <laughs> I've seen him cameo in a few uh, fan films. Because, you know, the guy is into movies. Like, yeah, yeah. Although he, he, likes game, he loves games, um, movies are his thing. You know, game, yeah. it's just AVGN. Angry Video Game Nerd happened to be the thing that he did that, uh, yeah. you know, that... that, that well, that's who he is. Somewhere. He makes the... He's the nerd. Um, yeah, well, and that was... I think that was why uh, I and probably you yourself fell in love with his show because there are game reviewers everywhere, but not many that treat a game review as a mini-movie. It is. It's set in like little epic sort of episodes <clears throat> or slash movies yeah, the every nerd single would, time. The nerd would review Nightmare on Elm Street. And in the review, he is being chased by Freddy in the dream world. <laughs> Which I can assume is Mike in a mask. Yeah, but, Mike, you know. yeah um, Mike, Mike Matei, yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and he, he made it, and he would use, you know, practical effects. You've got these people, uh, other reviewers who, and they're great as well, but they, they will green screen themselves onto something or whatever. No, James would go out and uh, he would make some he'd get some fake blood you know he'd make a old school, um, old school. yeah he'd, he'd get the, the, the bladders and, and, and make it look like he was transforming you know he'd do <laughs> makeup effects he would do all of that stuff because he loves film and that I think that's what made his, his review so great because it was it has a focus on games which you know there weren't much of at the time there wasn't many people focusing on games other than just basic reviewers so it, it captures an audience, but it also gives you more than just the review because of his passion for film, which is great. 
Sorry, anyway, um, yeah. tangent again. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, screw well, um, screw it up. Yeah, so I said, I, I wanted to do something with the Cinemassacre stuff. I'd had these ideas with Angry Video Game Nerd. And he said, well, you know, we do do the uh, we do publish Cinemassacre and we do their um, merchandise, so let's talk about it. And so I kind of pitched uh, some ideas for a game. And Was it like there and then, or did you sort of go, right, I'll do a little sort of... I well, I, I, threw, I, t- I had ideas already because I yeah. wanted to do it, you know. I mean, so, did you set out like a storyboard, or did you... Well, I'd, I'd had ideas... Was it ideas cases so, like, well, <laughs> I had some ideas, and so I quickly responded to the email to try and secure the job. You know? <laughs> and I, I, I gave him the basics. And yeah. then he said, yeah, well, you can get back to me with a pitch. And so then I threw together a, a GDD, a game design document. Yeah. Uh, which were like a pitch which they went with from there and uh, yeah they really liked it and it was just certain things like I had made an iPhone app which generated insults ages ago where it would just take it had like a, a you know a bank of nouns verbs adjectives all very rude yeah and then it would take uh, several so all the sort of Mad Lib style sentences with blanks and it would fill them in with words picked randomly from <laughs> okay the, the word bank and so it would come out with this it would insult you but with a randomly generated one and sometimes it was so stupidly funny and addictive and so I actually got the, the basics of that and I said hey when you die in the game the nerd will insult the game with a randomly generated insult from the uh... system and, and, and Craig absolutely loved that idea and I think that idea was one of the things that that, that got him to say, yeah, this is the guy that should make the AVGN yeah. game. Because he said they'd been wanting to make an AVGN game at some point when they found the right person for it. And, you know, Man- they'd seen Manos, so they knew I could do the style. And um, and then I, yeah, I think an idea they also liked, I said, well, the idea is not that... Um, it's not a game... You know, they've been these nerd fan games where, you know, you play as a nerd and you throw bottles of beer or whatever. With this, I was like, no, this is that the nerd was playing a game and he got sucked into it, like Captain N or like the Cheetah Man thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he is in the game and he knows it. So while you're playing the game, there's constant dialogue boxes coming up from the nerd himself, knowing that he's in the game, just insulting the game as you play it. You know, you'll go through a particularly hard point of the level and he'll say how much it sucks, you know, it's- and... Uh, there's a point where he actually says, whoever came up with this level is an a- <laughs> And it's like, well, that's me. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because I remember before we sort of caught up, we caught up briefly, but it was just like, I saw, I was like, cool, there's a game coming out. Like, this is awesome. I had no idea that you were even yeah. involved in it. Man. So when you said it, I like, I think I had to pick myself up off the floor and he fell off the chair. <laughs> Cheers, man. Because I, I, I'm such a fan of uh, his mm. work. I mean, he... I've always wanted to do sort of like video editing and stuff like that anyway, but he kind of yeah. went, oh, you know, look at the style he's doing. I haven't, unfortunately, yeah. I haven't, you know, you try and get people involved. Like he says in one of his documentaries, trying to get people involved. People don't want to yeah. do it or don't have time to do it. So, you know, you know hence I've eventually evolved into podcasting because yeah. you need a mic and that's it really. Well, something about James is so inspiring as well. You know, like even though he's he's making poopy jokes about old video games, <laughs> there's something that, like I say, the fact that he uses practical effects and the the fact that he does have this this nostalgia and this love for these games and his childhood. But can and relate every, to it though. That's the only yeah, thing for me. Exactly. Anyway, so, yeah, yeah, because we all had that childhood and we had those games that we thought would be great and weren't, and we had nothing else to do all weekend, you know, or all month even, being how much those games cost. Yeah, they're not. They weren't cheap to be fair. Yeah, and um, they're still not that actually <laughs> saying that to be honest. And he has so many sort of making of videos and, and little vlogs about things. And he's, there's something really, really inspiring and charming about that uh, guy. He's quite, quite, not just the nerd stuff. I mean, like something like he does uh, his own movies. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Rocky had, uh, have you seen that one? The uh, 
Rocky jumps over a park bench documentary. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. When he went to uh, around the location. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Ghostbusters yeah. one, Sleepy Hollow. I thought was quality. Yeah, so I, I love his Monster Madness series. He does every October. It uh, goes over. I cannot believe he does a video every day. Or like yeah, I think they probably do. I think it takes them several months to actually say. put them together, and then they release them all, and that's why they end up so busy doing so much stuff. You know, Mike does a lot of stuff as well, and. Yeah. I think Mike was doing, I, I assume Mike was doing the stuff while he was off yeah. in, I think it was LA or whatever, they did some of the filming. Yeah. So, you know. But, um, well, in, um, uh, they were in uh, Nevada, weren't they, for the desert? Yeah. And, and Vasquez then, Rocks. And, yeah. <laughs> Big Bang Theory fans will know what they are now. <laughs> Star Trek fans will definitely know what they are now. <laughs> so, but, um, oh, dude, man. So, your relationship, you're still making games, obviously. Yes, you know, yeah. Obviously, yep. definitely. Um, you know, I don't want to give too much away. Obviously, my my last question, I think we'll and leave it at that, and then uh, maybe a couple of months come back again and yeah. we'll do it again, man. Yeah, of course, dude, catching up now. I don't. This is the first time, although because normally, like I said to you, normally I have like a page of questions. Yeah, I've looked up some stuff online what I could find, you know, because I've not seen you since school. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in general, I have like four questions wrote That's down. That's right, man. I can run my math off for England. Dude. Mate, why do you think I do podcasting? Yeah, uh, yeah. I can spew my stuff out. Um, you're on about obviously jumping shoots coming out. Jumping shoots attack. Yeah. You know? Is there a restate for that? Or was it? Yeah. Uh, well, hoping for um, March the twenty sixth. So okay. next Thursday, so uh, or next Thursday while we're recording this, yes, yeah, uh, when so, you're listening yeah. to it, it might even be just, might even be just out come out. Yeah. yeah so. Where, all right, so it probably will be out by the time this hits. So where can people... Uh, you can get, get it, it on uh, the uh, iTunes store for iPhone or iPad yeah. uh, or iPod Touch if you've got one of them. If you're um, lucky enough. Or the Google Play store for Android. Um, and hopefully Windows Phone. Now, it's, it's definitely coming out for Windows Phone, but... Uh, and I'm, hopefully we can get it out at the same time but there's some some little complications there so it might be a couple of weeks or something before Windows Phone I'm not sure but you know we, we didn't want to exclude Windows Phone like a lot of developers do I mean I'm a, I'm a Nintendo guy I've got the Wii U I had the Wii I had the GameCube and the whole generation do you know what we might have just have a whole podcast meaning talking about old consoles to hell be yeah totally honest. hell yeah but um, like with, if you're a Nintendo guy you go through the whole generation and they go ah oh, this new game coming out for Xbox and Playstation and you go uh, god damn it <laughs> and I feel like that is what Windows phone owners who like mobile games are I like at the, this generation yeah, yeah. because people just leave Windows phone out so I was like I, I, I gotta that's a whole market you're not Sort of. Yeah, it's a tiny market. That's the thing. It is very, very small percentage. But I've, you know, I just say, with being a Nintendo fanboy, I've been that guy. You know, so I want to make sure that those guys get the game as well. Have a go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, that's a cool, good way to do it. To be honest, my uh, well, go on. We'll end. We'll end it here. Part two. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll probably come back for another like part three. Like I said, in a couple of months or something. Cool. Yeah. I got some other interviews lined well, up. Check out German shoot attack because it's uh, it's not a uh, it's not virtual buttons. It's not the kind of basic touchscreen thing. It's a new idea and it's different. And I think it's come out pretty well. I'm hoping this will sound as a compliment. Um, I was looking. I saw a video like the trailer today mm-hmm. for it, and I was trying to, like I said, trying to sort of get a grasp of what you're doing. Like, yeah. um, I don't want to come here and be like, yeah, I don't understand any of it. <laughs> um, I don't understand coding. I'll give you that, but you know, <laughs> gaming. But it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, the style. It looks like obviously I've not played it. The mm-hmm. style reminds me a little bit of Mega Man yeah, type yeah. thing, and I'm very like, Mega Man inspired. That's a very big, gameplay uh, is quite different to that. Like Doctor mm-hmm. Wily, but when I was younger, I used to call him Doctor Willy. Yeah, for whatever yeah, yeah. reason, I don't know why. I think they called him that in a few different, <laughs> in a few of the instruction booklets or something. They called him Willy. Spent, oh, two hours by accident or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right, get to my question. <laughs> um, right, final. Obviously, you make games for, like you said, iOS mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And you, uh, PC now PC, with Angry yeah. Video Game Net. And Angry Video Game Net Adventures is coming to Wii U and 3DS in the next few months. That was my question. Are you, any games lined up for sort of like the next gen consoles? Yeah, uh, or? AVGen Adventures is on, will be on Wii U very, very soon. Uh, people have been tweeting me nonstop because it's been taking a long time, but man, Nintendo can be a pain in the ass with getting all this stuff uh, up together. So there were a lot of delays on that, but it is right around the corner, guys, I promise. Uh, 3DS, not long after that as well. And it is coming to Europe as well, um, which Excellent. is good. Yeah. Excellent. I don't think with the internet, although there are separate countries, there aren't really anymore because you can see stuff what's happening in the stage, you can see what's yeah, happening yeah. in Japan. The world's gotten a lot smaller. Yeah, thanks to internet. So I think, you know, when you see stuff like this, you know, I could try and sit there with somebody and go, oh, the nerd's quality. My missus is bored of it. Yeah. Some of my favourite episodes. I might ask, I know, yeah, you yeah. watch it, go on. I said that was my last question, who cares? Um, some of my favourite episodes, I think the episode that hooked me, and I was in stitches, tears, laughing, and I'm going to go with it. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my favourite, but mm-hmm. it's what really what, pulled me yeah. into it. And I, Because I, I hadn't discovered Cinemasca as the website I was watching on YouTube. Yes, yeah. So I hadn't watched the episodes in order as such. Yeah. So I was kind of... Episode 50. Yeah, that's what most people do. You get the suggested video and you go, I'll try that one. It was Moonwalker that hooked me. Oh, yeah. Moonwalker hooked me because I remember playing that game. Yeah, on the Mega Drive, man. (laughs) And thinking what he said, you know, and I love how he starts the episode, you know, with the whole, you know, what we're all thinking. (laughs) (laughs) But really, and it's the facial expressions, but yeah, in general. Angry Video Game Nerd, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Search for it on YouTube. How you've got to? It's, I, I tell you. I've got it. the DVD of that movie Moonwalker over there. Oh my god! It's my childhood. That <laughs> Michael Jackson. That's scary. Um, <laughs> um, right, we're going to leave it there because I can feel we're going. We can. I think we could go for another. Yeah, we'll ner- we're we'll doing nerd nerded up podcast. Oh, definitely nerded up. We'll call, we'll call it the nerded up podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely do that. Uh, Sam, thank you very much for talking to me, man. It's my pleasure. Uh, All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Sam from Freak Zone Games. Uh, you can check out his uh, Twitter at Freak Zone Games and his website at freakzonegames.com he's also on Facebook I believe but um, he doesn't update that as much as uh, as Twitter I think so you know check that out uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast you can follow me on Twitter at Benny Mac B-E-N-N-Y-M-A-C-K and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Benny Mac Network uh, like I said at the beginning of the podcast um, building up a website and everything so I've got some more guests lined up and uh Hopefully the next podcast will be up in the next week or so. Um, it's just scheduling and trying to get guys on uh, for th- uh, for interviews. So um, hopefully um, there will be one up, maybe not next week, the following week. But yeah, if you just go now on iTunes, search on iTunes, the Benny Mac Podcast, you can tell your friends about it if you liked it. Might be interested in a few uh, things. If you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, I will post um, who my guests are and what they're about. And then you can always, if you've got any questions, if it's something you're interested in, um, can definitely check it out so uh, yeah well thank you very much for downloading the podcast and uh, catch me on Facebook and Twitter see you again